0: Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Michael Zizas, Head of Public Policy Research and Municipal Strategy for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the intersection between U.S. public policy and financial markets. It's Wednesday, March 4th at 11 a.m. Eastern. What a difference a week can make. Last week, we were thinking about what the rise of Bernie Sanders to frontrunner status for the Democratic nomination could mean. He had just come off a stronger-than-expected win in Nevada, and polling pointed to him winning nearly an insurmountable delegate margin a week later on Super Tuesday. What actually happened was very different. Joe Biden picked up a win by a far larger-than-expected margin in South Carolina days later and improved upon his advantage in yesterday's Super Tuesday contests. He notched larger-than-expected wins in key states like Virginia and North Carolina and surprise victories in Massachusetts, Minnesota, and Texas. Vote counting is ongoing in California, and Sanders appears likely to win California by enough of a margin to keep pace in the delegate count, but the script has been flipped. A week ago, it seemed Biden was the one whose best outcome was to keep pace with a frontrunner. Polls can swing, of course, but usually not this much and not this quickly. So is there anything for investors to learn from this unusual turn of events? Yes, but perhaps it's not the lesson you might think. Anecdotally, Many investors have told us that Biden as the frontrunner might be better for risk markets because he represents less of a change from the status quo and markets dislike uncertainty. That perception could drive market reality in the short term, but eventually investors will think a bit more critically and a few more steps ahead. And in that sense, the range of plausible policy changes from a Biden administration might not differ that much from those of a Sanders administration. That might sound odd on its face because the candidates speak so differently about the scope and scale of their approach to common policies like healthcare. But consider that for any Democratic president to pass legislation, they likely need their party to control the Senate and would need to filter those policies to meet the needs of its moderate members. So a set of enacted policies from a Biden or Sanders administration would probably look a lot less like the ambitions espoused by Senator Sanders and more like the policies that overlap with the view of moderates. We think that's probably some form of healthcare, or less likely, infrastructure spending expansion funded only partially by moderate tax increases. That would basically be a fiscal expansion. And it's similar to what we think would happen if Republicans won complete government control, where tax cuts are in consensus in the party, but deficit closing measures are not. This is consistent with how the Democratic Party has governed the last few times it had such power. So the bottom line for investors... It's not time to be proactive on positioning your portfolio for politics, but it is time to prepare for market mispricings around political outcomes. How? Pivot to thinking about the general election, total government outcomes, and plausible policy paths. If you're an equity investor, who controls the White House might matter, as it means the difference between a positive or negative regulatory outlook for key sectors like financials and energy. But if you're a macro investor, it's time to start thinking about unified versus divided government instead of just who controls the White House. so differently, start thinking about if one party or the other can win big enough to take full control of the government. So far, the data suggests it's unlikely that the electorate remains too polarized, and so legislative gridlock is the base case for 2021. But if a big win margin becomes possible, then consider if markets are pricing in the full set of likely policies, not just reacting to the positives or negatives of any one policy in the spotlight. For example, we think bond investors would have to consider if interest rates are reflecting a high enough chance of fiscal expansion and the move higher in growth and inflation expectations. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts on the Market, please take a moment to rate and review us on the Apple Podcasts app. It helps more people find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.